Hello and welcome to A Very Full Plate, the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents. Your hosts for today are Amy, a natural foods chef and mom of two, and Emily, a professional home organizer and mom of three. Take it away, ladies. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm your co-host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name. Hey, guys. This is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening. Hello there. It's Amy and Emily. We're super excited to be here today. This episode is a little bit of a throwback to where we started in that it's a conversation between Emily and I one of my favorite things to do, just talk with Emily and give you all a chance to listen in. But I'm also really excited about it because we are going to be talking about 2019. I know it's crazy. It still feels like we're solidly in the middle of 2018 here in my household. And I can barely believe that we are like three weeks away from a new year as this podcast episode airs. But believe it or not, it's here. And so what Emily and I are going to be digging into today is a little bit of what you can expect from us here on the A Very Full Plate podcast, how things are growing and shifting on the podcast itself, but also how things are growing and shifting in our lives and how we want to help you grow and shift the things that you want to focus on in your life in the new year. That's a lot to tackle. So I'm going to stop talking for this like very brief moment and welcome you too, Emily. Thanks so much for being Thanks so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled. I agree that it feels like we're still entrenched in 2018 and, and yet I'm proud of us for having our plan of attack for 2019 for the podcast. Um, I think it was January or February last year that we can connected for the first time. So we're coming up on a year and I'm so grateful for it. And I, love our intentional um, planning and just how things have un- unfolded for this podcast. Mm. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. And I love how you said intentional planning. And I think we're there. There's some intentional planning happening now, guys. Because So you can expect to hear even more from us in the new year. But the truth is that like so much of what we've done with this podcast has been I'm not a big fan of divine inspiration, but I know that will connect with some people. It's been more like, in my mind, like the universe conspired to bring us together. And we didn't actually think very much about what we were going to do with this podcast at all. We were just like, yeah, we seem to get along and have like a fairly similar vision of what we want to do in starting a podcast and talking to people about health. And then we just went for it. And as I look back on 2018, which is something I always try to do is like look back on the past year. And I would encourage listeners to do the same and like count some of the wins. I just think like the fact that we have showed up on a weekly basis and had some really cool conversations to me, that's one of my biggest wins of 2018. I agree. I think the podcast has been a really 
it's been such a journey and I have gotten so much value from our guests and um, so much insight. And I feel like more connected with the world and with other mm-hmm. moms and other places, because I think there's a lot of themes of everybody feeling a lot of the same feels. And I think at the end of the day, my goal was to make people feel more connected and more related to us or to each other and less alone. Yeah. <clears throat> because as, much as it's a busy world, it's not a very emotionally connected world. And that was my goal with the podcast. And I think that's my favorite part about how our changes in 2019 make sense and are natural because we're expanding our topics. We're expanding the overall concept of the podcast, which is what my vision was initially, but it just happened organically, which was neat. That's true. It was totally your vision initially. So when we first connected, Emily was like, I want to talk to like about wellness overall. And I was like, I want to talk about food. And Emily was so kind to be like, cool, let's talk about food. And we had so many awesome conversations about food. And I feel really proud of where we started. And I think it's been the natural progress of things to say, wellness is so much more than just food, which is something I knew, but maybe like didn't sit with my ownership of that topic as like someone who could really talk about it more broadly. Mm -hmm. And it's been so interesting for me because 2018 has been a hard and a transformative and also a good year. Like it has been all of those things in the same breath. And I feel like my own personal journey has really mimicked that of the podcast in that food is my sweet spot. Like I love food. I think that it's like a huge part of feeling good. It's a huge part of our health. And I feel like I have like some innate talent in helping people better understand it. But everything I've gone through in 2018 with losing my dad and becoming an aunt and having two kids instead of one and, you know, all of these things that my life has brought together has really challenged me to step outside of that and say like, but our wellness is so much more than that. It's getting a handle on that, but it's also like your mental wellness and finding space for yourself and getting super comfortable with whatever feelings you're feeling and as we look at 2019 and Emily, you were kind of hinting at this. One of the things that we want to do with this podcast is continue to focus on food for sure, but also expand that to general, like how as parents who have a very full plate, can we experience wellness in the real world? Hmm. Agreed. Like you have kids climbing on you, but you still want to, be a great parent who has mental wellness and physical wellness and feels really good in the body that you like move through the world in. And I think there's like so many elements to that, that we can explore and bring those really interesting conversations to our listeners to help them explore that as well. Sure. And for me, my, I liked that we started with food because, um, I think you need to, you know, not bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> um, and I knew, and I felt like I could ride the coattails of your expertise because all I had was my own personal experience. I didn't really have a 
you know, culinary background, but I knew from the way we were eating, you know, the wellness behind it. But for me, it was sort of like the whole like glacier concept, like the food you're eating is sort of what's above the water and like all the psychology behind your life and your wellness is underneath uh, or like an iceberg, you know? Um, so I knew that it was behind it all. And that when you reverse engineer your wellness, so much of it comes from emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, physical wellness, you know, mental wellness, and how I often find that when someone is having trouble with their food or what have you, there's so much more behind the surface. So I didn't, I wanted to make sure there was some value in that at the end of the day, we're parents who are trying to figure out what is this quote unquote balance of wellness and how are we teaching it to our children? How are we living it in our lives? And there's so, there's so much you can talk about. There's like, the more I open my eyes, the more I'm like, oh, and people do this practice and this, and there's so many mm-hmm. different ways. And that's the beauty of it is you can customize your wellness. Based Absolutely. On you feel great. And that's why I want to, ex- I love this expansion opportunity because we can talk about so many things and our listeners can say like, I'm really interested in that topic. So they can plug in and, and listen into our experts. So <clears throat> yeah. So that's yeah. it. I, I love that. I think some of you might be listening and be like, you've already not been talking about food because we've been having these like non-toxic experts and everything. And yes, we have been naturally doing that. I would say this is like a little bit behind the veil of currently we call ourselves a very full plate. And then our tagline is real food talk with real parents, which we will continue to do. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we're looking at is like, how do we encompass all of this. And we've been playing around with the tagline, food, wellness, and parenting in the real world. And that last piece that in the real world is a really important one for me because there are a lot of awesome places that you can go to hear like experts just share their expertise and like research and those kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. for me, I really want this to be a space where you continue to hear real conversations with like real actionable things that we can do in our very real, very busy lives. Mm-hmm. So instead of this being like a showcase of some high level research, it's like, all right, you are a busy mom who is like sleeping with in the same bed with your kids and like not able to get space in the morning. How can you still find some space for yourself to do the things that you need to do to feel really good? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've been really surprised at some of the tactics I've learned from our guests and from other, even from other health podcasts where I've kind of poo-pooed the value of something very tiny, mm-hmm. but found that it's keeping my sanity so much better in check. So mm-hmm. I, I hope that people will take those little tidbits away and enact them in their lives. Definitely. I mentioned consuming a lot of podcasts and someone just had an EFT expert on the other day and I thought of you because you had shared that in our things we weird things we do that's not food related for our health and so for the folks who don't know it's emotional freedom technique and it's all about like tapping on certain places of your body while saying affirmations and it felt so fantastic (laughs) it felt so good and I was like I'm adding this to my wellness toolkit because it took like three minutes and I like, you know, tapped and just like followed along with what he said. And I felt really good at the end. And I was like, man, there are awesome things out there that I have no idea about yet. That's the beauty of it. Easy. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about. Those things that you're like, oh, I do all the things on my checklist that my doctor says, and I'm still like stressed or whatever. And it's like, you don't even know there's so much you could do and you don't have to do it all. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that, but when you find what works for you, it's like so freeing. It's like a smorgasbord. 
it's amazing. I'm, I'm glad you did that. Sometimes the car is the best place to do those weird things too. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> around to judge you and you're like, I'm just tapping. Don't mind me. I'm at a stoplight. <laughs> I actually was folding laundry, but yes, I could have done it in the car as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the perfect segue into talking about goal setting for the new year. Now, some yeah. folks like to call this New Year's resolutions. Yep. I stopped calling them that a long time ago for some reason. It feels like, new, here's why. <laughs> I won't glaze over that. I feel like New Year's resolutions are have almost become like a joke where everyone's like, I'm setting this as my New Year's resolution. And they like forget about it three weeks later. They don't even remember what they were going to do. And I had a spin instructor when I used to do spin classes, which is like a whole lifetime ago. And she said that like the gym gets super crowded for January, but that there is this fall off. It's a known fall off by the time the Super Bowl comes around. It's always mm. Super Bowl weekend. And that for her, that was like a visual cue that people have given up on whatever goal they set out with really good intention in the new year. Yeah. And for me, that was both freeing, like, hey, it's not just me. And and it made me realize that we are like almost setting ourselves up for failure and feeling bad about ourselves when we are like, in the new year, I will. And then you list like 50 things or like a completely different way you're going to be. And so one of the things that I've done that really resonated with me was just setting a word for the year. So instead of trying to envision like this new person I would become, it's like a touchstone of something I can come back to. Hmm. And in 2018, my word was action. Hmm. And quite frankly, this podcast is is the result of just using that word as a touchstone to say, I'm not going to think about it too much. I'm not going to plan it endlessly. I'm just going to take massive action in my life in all areas. And in 2019, I'm eyeing the word impact. So like, how can I take that momentum I have from action and turn it into like really helping people live the lives that they envision for themselves? And obviously this podcast is also a piece of that. And I feel really excited about that. And part of the reason that that system works for me is because I'm not like a, I'm not good with like numbers and plans and those kinds of things. I'm better with just like intuitive action. But Mm -hmm. that word as a touch point is almost like a gut check to say like, all right, I'm doing this thing. Is that in line with who I said, with what I said I wanted to do this year? Or is this, uh, am I receiving results from my clients or whoever you're working with? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, totally like being honest with yourself. Like I'm doing all these things. Like what, what's happening as a result? Yeah. And instead of being like, I'm going to make $1 million this yeah. year, you know, and then like having everything be focused on that instead to say like, I am going to have massive impact. And I hope that like change and of course, I hope that money and like all of these things follow my yeah. focus on impact, right? That all of that ties together. So, so that's my process for goal like setting it. in the new year. What, what does your New Year's resolution or goal setting or what, whatever you want to call it process look like for you, Emily? I too, like back when I was a little bit younger, maybe 10 years ago, I would write a list of all these things I was going to do or be. And sometimes they were too vague, so they were hard to keep up or what have you. Um, now I sort of set a theme for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this past year was supposed to be like emotional 
wellness or, you know, like I was getting my head right. And um, the year prior, I was trying to work on finances and being responsible in that way. Um, This year, we have a lot lot of change happening again because we're moving and it feels really good. Um, What we're doing with this move for me has been like what I consider living our truth, which is um, kind of a broad concept of like everything that I'm going to do from here forward I want to make sure that I'm comfortable in my own skin doing it, that it's a reflection of what I believe in. I do feel like when you hit your thirties, a lot of times you start to be like, this is who I am. Like you really have narrowed down like who you are, what you stand for, like what you believe in, what your stance is on most things. You may have an open mind, which is great, but I'm just saying like, I don't have any time for baloney. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to allow distractions away from my focus. And for me, my focus is going to be my children slowing down a bit, simplifying, you know, yes, I want to grow my business, but I want it to be at its own pace. That doesn't feel overwhelming, but isn't underwhelming and just feeling really good in my own skin, taking care of what I'm responsible for sort of like a no excuses, no barriers to what I want to do, but also reminding myself to never waste time on something that isn't serving me or my family because if not, something suffers. Yeah. You have three small children and a business and a husband and you have other interests. Any small thing is just a distraction from your focus. And I, I feel like I haven't been as connected to it, just the things that are important to me, my extended family, you know, because I've been just trying to get by every day. So just being more intentional about living my truth, being comfortable in my skin and making my priorities first. Um, I love that so much for you and just that folks are hearing you say that because I think there's so much to uncover there around figuring out where your truth even is. Like you can't stick with it if you haven't clearly defined it, right? Right. Um, Setting priorities, getting really honest about what you can and can't do. Exactly. And like, I don't even, I try not to even, you know, I'm not saying that Facebook is a horrible thing to be doing. But I'm like, why am I spending any minutes doing something that's just mindless when I have so many other more important and like rich life things I should be doing and going in coffee with a friend or whatever it is, you know, connecting more and planning more about the podcast. Like I just am going to cut out all the fat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and at the same time value these really small moments of quiet and be like, I need, I like remembering I need it because I have a tendency to be a busybody and I'm like, Mm -hmm. what am I, what am I getting out of that? you know, just getting tired. (laughs) So that's my general theme for 2019. Um, I find it's just like, that means everything I do, I can think about that theme. Whereas if it's like, I'm going to do the gym and do this, then it's like, you can only accomplish your resolution, certain things you're doing. Whereas that's just everything I do. I'm going to think of that. And, and it has an interesting, you made me think that both of our words or themes or whatever you want to call them are really tied to being not so much doing like yes impact is is doing right like you can only be impactful if you're doing things and not just like surfing facebook for sure but also it's like about who do i want to show up as in the world right like what am i going to bring to the table right and in yours it's like what am i going to bring to the table but also what am i not going to bring to the table yeah. which i think is equally as important as what you are bringing yes and you can only do one with the other i have so many places i want to go with this but i 
don't want to gloss over the fact that neither of us mentioned specifically like physical health or weight loss in the new year. And I don't take that lightly because for probably like eight years in a row, I said I was going to lose weight every January. Right. And I know that there are some folks listening who are feeling like, but that's what I'm going to do in the new year. So I want to dig a little bit into why we, why neither of us have that on our list and why we intentionally, as we look at our guests in the new year, aren't specifically addressing weight loss. I can tell you something interesting that's happened for us. Um, I felt like when I stopped worrying about weight loss, I like lost all the weight I cared about losing and just stayed. And I don't have time to exercise. I might be walking my kids to school, juggling some weights around, doing a couple stretches of yoga a couple times a week, but I'm doing almost nothing to spin my wheels to try and gain some kind of goal, you know? Mm-hmm. And I found that I, sometimes I'll get on the scale and I'm like, wow, I weigh what I weighed before I had kids. But like, I sort of forgot that importance. I don't know if it's age or if it's just because I feel like I look fine. I'm like, whatever, I've had three kids. Like I've listened to so many podcasts where I finally just said, my goal every week is to get stronger and more flexible if possible, just not go backwards. I have no yeah. goals about looks. I don't know if that's just because now I'm in my thirties and I'm like, whatever. But I felt like, wow, I I obsessed about this quite a bit when I was younger or even like right after kids where you're like, oh my gosh. But I felt like as soon as I let go of it, it sort of organically happened because I started being like, I need to worry about my mental health. I need to have sleep. I need to have the right food in my body. And like, I I lined up all the the back end stuff Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the rest sort of just fall together, fell together. So I resonate with that so much. Like do I worry about the way that I look? Yeah. Like I'm a human being and I, I worry about it more in the fact that like, I want to feel good as I move about my body in the world, because I find that when I don't feel good in my body, it's really distracting. Like it becomes hard to focus on all the other stuff when I'm like, Oh, like I just, you know, I don't have the energy I want or like, you know, gosh, these pants are annoying. That's a whole separate conversation is like, I finally, this is something I have been struggling with because I was like heavier than I had been. And so I stopped weighing myself. I bought some new pants and just those acts alone have allowed me to let go of it. Kind of like what you were saying. And I have been really intentional about not setting goals around it because like you, it's not that I don't have goals around looking and feeling a certain way. It's just that I find when they become my primary focus in life, that I struggle against them harder mm-hmm. and that the meaning in the other parts of my life gets obscured for focusing on what am I eating right now? Like, what do I eat at the next meal? Like, what is the exact right way to fuel my body? And that there's an intuition deep inside of me that will tell me all of those things if I just stop worrying about it so much. Yeah. And like, think about how much mind real estate it takes up. Like, you don't have time for that. (laughs) It's obnoxious. I don't have the real estate available for it. And And so I think it actually ties really nicely into what we were talking about with where the podcast is going, but also just an encouragement to those of you who are listening who might say, but 
I do have goals around feeling better and wellness. And I loved what you said, Emily, and I would encourage folks to think about this and we can talk about it more in upcoming episodes. Just what could you set that isn't like a specific weight on the scale goal or isn't even a maybe I'm going to work out five times a week goal, but instead like a feeling goal? Hmm. Like I want to feel really energetic so that I can play with my kids or I want to feel super strong so that lifting my kids or carrying them around the zoo when they get tired isn't a burden to me, right? And that then those that feeds naturally other things like, oh, I guess I should lift some weights and eat something healthy so that I like feel fueled for these activities instead of being like, I need to fit into the genes I yes. haven't fit into since before I had kids. Yes. And like anyone who knows me would probably be like, easy for you to say, you know, let, let's say you have anywhere from 20 to 50 pounds to lose for health reasons, right? Like I'm not poo-pooing that that's unimportant. Um, I just think that sometimes when you are looking at weight loss, you're assuming anyone who is thin is working out like crazy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you know, okay. So some of it may be genetic. However, I do believe so much of it is what you're eating, how you're mentally thinking about yourself, how much rest you're getting, you know, how happy you are is all going to reflect how you feel and look. Yeah. So my challenge is simply to say, what if you let go of the pounds and you just focus on those back end things first and then stop trying to punish yourself, you know? So we can like, I I don't want to get too far into it, but I do want to make it clear. Like I don't work out every day. You know what I mean? But I don't still, and I don't eat a lot. (laughs) Like, I mean, I eat enough, but I just think it can actually be really simple. Um, um, to just not give yourself such a hard time, give yourself some forgiveness and grace. And just like you said, like if you can lift a few weights, go for a walk, eat well, done. Like just do that. You know what I mean? And for just, just to start and see if you can get yourself feeling like good about yourself first, you know? Yes. And I think that there's two things that really stand out for me in like goal setting in both business and life. The first is get super clear on your why. Yeah. Why, why do I want this? And not just like why, because I want to, again, like fit in those genes, but like a deep why that you can come back to even in the hardest of times. And this applies to any goal you're setting, right? So the first is to get super clear on your why. And then the second is to get really realistic about what you can and can't do. Because I find one of my biggest failing points is I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to work out six times a week. I'm going to go to the gym. I'll, I'll be like, I'm going to the gym six times a week. And then when inevitably I'm off track to going to the gym six times a week, because hello, life, mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, I, why should I go at all? I was going to yeah. go six times and now I've gone one yeah. time. And yeah. I guess that's a failure instead of looking at it and being like, oh my gosh, I went one time in my really busy life. Like, that's awesome. Next week, I'm going to try and go two times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what came like this year. I finally, in September, like I said, was like, I only have about 15 minutes a day mm-hmm. to exercise. So what am I going to do with those 15 minutes? And then yeah. I'm thinking, I don't want to ruin the 15 minutes I did. So I try to eat well. I mean, I just yeah. try to keep it so simple. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And it leads me to, if you're sitting there thinking like, I will never feel this way. I don't know what they're talking about. And (laughs) these ladies have no idea about my life. 
I just want to recognize that we're coming from a place that we have both been working on this for a long time and, and we really want to help you work on this as well. And that's part of what has fueled us in thinking about what's coming up in the new year. So I think that's the perfect transition point to say like, here's what's coming next. If you're like, I want that, but I have no idea how to get it. Let's talk about it. So we thought long and hard about how we could best serve folks who are looking to make a lifestyle change in the new year, that you're here listening, but there's something in your life that you feel like you haven't quite mastered yet. Hi, all of us, right? Like I am raising my hand because there's always something you haven't mastered yet. I hope, um, for goodness sake. So we have a couple things coming up that I'm really excited about. Next week, we're going to be talking with a woman who works with female business owners, but I think has a lot to add to basically any busy person who wants to set goals in their life about how to just set great goals. So if you're feeling a bit lost about where you want to go in the new year and how to identify what's important with you, I'm sorry, what's important to you so that you can get really realistic about what you're going to achieve... Jacqueline Malone, who we have on next week, she's the person for you. So we're going to be diving into that like awesome goal setting. And I'm excited for this conversation, one, because I've been listening to Jacqueline's podcast for a long time. So I'm a little bit starstruck. And two, because I know I'm not great at goal setting. So I can't wait to hear what she can provide to us busy parents around getting really clear and hyper-focused so that we can achieve the things that are most important to us. That is going to be a value-packed podcast. I'm really, I'm definitely going to listen to that twice because I need, <laughs> pick, I need to pick out, like, I feel like I've been on, in the weeds and when I get out from it, I know I'm going to be ready to like devour that kind of information and be like, okay, I'm going to be much more intentional about my year and specific about my goals, specifically for business or what have you. Yeah. So I'm really excited that you got her on. And I'm appreciative of it because I think there's going to be a lot of folks who get value from it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And then the following week, I actually just booked this woman who um, has a lot to bring around accomplishing any goal. So first, we're going to talk about setting the goal. And then the Mm -hmm. following week, we're going to talk about like how you can accomplish any goal that you set out to accomplish. Yeah. And... I can't wait for that conversation because there's like a lot around accountability in there. And I know as parents, as busy parents, it can sometimes feel like you're operating in like a vacuum. And so I can't wait to explore with her, like, what does it look like to set up goals as busy parents so that you can really accomplish them? And what structures do you need to have in place to support you? Wow. So that is going to be fantastic. I personally know that I... I, what I struggle with in my business, which I'm just getting to my point, which is that I need some better structure and I almost need like the ability to set better boundaries with myself and my kids so that I can be more intentional about building my business. Because Mm -hmm. right now I'm sort of in a reactive mode in my business. Like people come to me and I show up at their door and we do it. And I try to be really organized literally and figuratively. (laughs) So And it's been going really well, but my business growth and my business plan has been basically like, well, I'm a mom first and this is the secondary, but this year as my youngest is going to head to preschool, I feel like I can be very specific about the growth of my business. And I definitely usually, I shy away from like, I want to make this amount of money. I just sort of want to have the balance in my home and the harmony in my home better. 
But I think it's about time that I matured into like, okay, what are my plans? What am I going to do next? How am I going to make this a real business that um, can be scalable or what have you? So I think I'm going to get a lot of value with that. I'm hoping other people with these businesses where they're like, yeah, I'm doing it, but I'm kind of half doing it because I'm also distracted by my kids and this and that. And but just knowing what you're going to do is so much more motivating. So yeah. And I think whether it's a business goal or whether it's like you go to an office and you work and it's something about like what you put into your work, or even if it's a health goal, there's so much value to figuring out like how you have the support systems in place. So, yeah. And I think that those two things tie together so heavily, which is like, I have to get really clear on my why and be really clear that this is the goal I want to accomplish. And then I need to set myself up for success. It doesn't just happen magically by doing those first two things. Yeah. And, and Amy, your, 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 your why comment has been the every, the everything for me. If I didn't have my why I would be meandering through life. So I think bottom line, that's going to be a lot of people's starting points. Yeah. Really getting honest with yourself about what's going to motivate you when things are hard. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, that's been the only thing that's gotten me through this year is that whole action piece. And then saying like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to keep moving forward because what is the other option? Exactly. And then (laughs) come the new year related to that, we have a series of experts that I just like could not be more excited about this because they are touching on all kinds of different things. And it really goes to our new tagline of food, wellness, and parenting in the real world. So we found amazing experts who are touching on all different kinds of things that you might want to accomplish in the new year. We're calling the series like, So You Wanna, and then really honing in on like, what are things you might want to do? So some of the things that come to mind that I just remember off the top of my head, we have someone talking about, so you want to be a more mindful parent. I can't wait for that one. So you want to raise adventurous eaters. This might be for those of you who are like dealing with picky eaters and you want to turn that around in the new year. Uh, We have, so you want to be more confident. So yes, we're not talking about weight loss specifically, but we are talking about that idea of like, how do I feel more confident with where I'm at and how do I move to where I want to be going? Uh I can't remember all of them, but those are the three (laughs) that come to my mind. (laughs) No, and I, those are going to be fabulous because they're so specific and someone who might be like looking at traveling to another country would probably love the adventurous eaters. And I personally would love it because it's like long-term you want to raise people who will experience cultures. And so that one excites me a lot. And yeah, so I think it's a great theme for, for January. Yeah. So I hope that everyone else will be as excited as we are about this. You said it best, Emily, like expansion of what we're focusing on. We would love to hear from you. We always love to hear from you. And I'll give you a couple spots that you can do that as way of wrap up for this episode. So if you have ideas about what you'd like to hear from us, from of how we can help support you, you can always find us on Facebook. I'll include that link in the show notes at averyfullplate.com slash 37. You can also email me. You can email Emily. I will include links to those email addresses as well if you want to get in touch with us personally to let us know how we can help you. Like I said, my word for the year is impact. So I'm really excited about hearing from folks and helping to bring impact into their lives. And 
just related to that, I want to give a quick plug for the fact that I have two programs opening in the new year. So if health is on your mind, if food is something that you feel like you want to tackle in the new year to feel better in the body that you move about in the earth, again, not about weight loss, but really about, in my mind, like the food piece is really about taking this thing that is always on your mind that your family always needs and getting it more dialed and a little bit more automated so that you have brain space to think about the things that really matter. Hmm. So it's actually like less about the food and more about everything else. But in so many ways, I think until you've really nailed the food and got a system in place, it can feel like you don't have brain space to tackle all the other things that might be your why and your priorities and your goals for the year. I agree. So if you're interested in how I can support you, I have two different programs. One is a brand new one. This is like a jumpstart program for people who feel like they need some hand-holding and they'd like someone who can basically show up in their kitchen virtually and help them nail like what does efficient prep look like? We can clean out your pantry together. I can give you a list of things that align with your family's goals in terms of food. And so that would be my jumpstart program. I'll include a link to that in the show notes. And then I am opening up my Clean Plates Happy Parents membership to new members, which I can't wait to welcome some new folks into that community. We've been going on three months as a group of founding members so far, and it has really given me a chance to understand like what do people need to feel good about feeding their family? And that's the ultimate goal of this membership is feeling good about feeding your family. It comes with monthly expert interviews, monthly live kitchen sessions, weekly meal plans that you can easily customize for your family's dietary restrictions or needs. Everything is gluten-free and it's pretty easy to make most things dairy-free. And... Then, of course, there's also a Facebook community that goes along with it that I am in regularly and kind of helping people, maybe not as one-on-one as the Jumpstart program, but I'm there to answer your questions and also to show you how to chop an onion more quickly without throwing it all over your kitchen. So kind of the gamut of things all related to that feeling good about feeding your family and stopping the spin of nightly, like, didn't I just feed you and what the heck are we going to have for dinner? Oh, I love that. Is there anything that folks can expect to see from you in the new year, Emily? I do. I do plan on doing some more, um, some more sort of advice on the organizing perspective. Um, I'm also thinking about opening a virtual side of my business, which could open up a lot more of the, you know, most of my work has to be done in New England. So I have been working with so many clients and I'm thinking that opening up a, maybe an online consulting side of my business would be helpful for those people who are driven, but don't know where to start. Yeah. And so I'm looking at creating a business plan around, you know, basically getting on a zoom call and kind of people saying like, look, this is my, this is my child's playroom, or this is my office and sort of coaching them through getting themselves organized in smaller yeah. sessions and bite-sized sessions so that's something that now that I'm saying it out loud, I have to be accountable for it. So I'm glad you asked. I, um, hey, that's why I asked. I know, <laughs> and, pushing me. and I love it because for me, it's like so in line with what I was saying about the food is like until your space feels like it's under control in some way, you know, it looks different for all of us. Mm-hmm. It is often difficult to free up the brain space for the other things you want to tackle. 
Agreed. It's like you're cycling on this. Like we all have these things that we keep coming back to and we're cycling on and these shoulds. And I love that you are finding ways to support even more people in taking one of those stressors off their plate so that they can like show up in the world in the way that they really want to without like having this huge chunk of their brain taken up by like, oh my gosh, I need to like tackle my basement or I have way too much stuff and what am I going to do? And like letting that control them. So yeah. And I do find that most of my clients just need permission to let go of things. Mm -hmm. This is me. If you're listening, (laughs) this is me telling you that whatever that item is in your house that you've been holding on to for somebody else, you can let it go. I love that. That's the perfect place for us to end because I think it is even broader than that in that going into 2019, because believe it or not, going back to where we started, it is almost here. You have permission to let go of the shoulds that have been holding you back. And we can't wait in the coming weeks and the coming month to just dive into different ways that you can add purpose and meaning and intentionality to your life in the new year and show up as the parent and the human and the individual that like, that you want to be. That's my goal. I love it. Let's leave it there because I think you just summed everything up perfectly. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. We'll be back next week with my interview with Jacqueline Malone. I can't wait to have her on and dive into this uh, goal setting process that she's going to help outline for us. In the meantime, have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.